So this is out. episode number seven, My BS with Josh Fiore. He's a, are you an ultra marathon runner? Yeah, ultra marathoner, uh, endurance athlete, and obstacle course racer. Sweet. Why you so got to put gonna, him in a box? We're going to get just started. Be a super athlete. <laughs> he is a super athlete. <laughs> you haven't seen his abs yet. Usually we start off the podcast, we all take our shirts off. Oh, really? Whoa. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my I, air horn? I said that would cost you more, though, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. Man. Yeah, so thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I was actually um, listening to a podcast you did. I think they're like local mass uh, Spartan runners. It was like yep. a Spartan podcast. It was pretty cool just kind of hearing about the Iceland experience. Um, one of the things that I found fascinating that you talked about on that show was how much the support of your then girlfriend, now <laughs> wife, <laughs> uh, really kind of pushed you through. Can you, you know, dig into that a little bit? Yeah. So, um, uh, last year, the Spartan Ultra World Championship, so 2017, um, it's basically a six mile loop, just many loops as you can over in Iceland, many obstacles, and uh, I actually carried the engagement ring in my uh, running vest. That's what I was just listening yeah. to. I'm like, this dude's uh, crazy. <laughs> Who does that? Well, you know, I mean, we've been together for like five years prior to that. And I even thought of going over to a trip. I'm like, oh, man, you know, I'm going to ask her to marry me in front of the Northern Lights. It's going to be all romantic. And then I'm like, you know, what? everybody's already done that before. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to do something different. And I'm like, yeah, you know, what? people have like asked people to marry them at the finish line of a race but i was like you know i'm gonna win the race and then ask her to marry me <laughs> do you think that commitment helped push you through oh like, absolutely yeah. yeah like when you had those moments of kind of doubt or whatever it's just like wait i gotta propose to my girl you know, yeah that's like your <laughs> wife like extra fuel carrying yeah. that ring yeah i think so i think it's crazy you carried it the whole time that's yeah. fucking awesome i would have been so freaked out like I kept checking my pocket, like, is it there? Is it there? And then you don't feel it, and you're like, wait, what the hell? You, you mentioned before that, like, you can't help people in these races. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times, like, in the, like, the Tough Mudder and things like that, they, like, they want you to help, right? Yep. <clears throat> and there was a time when, like, you had the ring and someone was trying to help you or something? Yeah, it was actually, um. so I had the ring in the back of my, um. I had a Solomon hydration vest, mm -hmm. and there's a back zipper, and then I had that folded into an emergency blanket inside of a plastic bag and we're coming around towards the finish line and my friend Nathan was like running along me for my last lap and he's like oh, I was like oh help me get this out and he's just about to grab my back I'm like, no, don't touch that I'll get disqualified so um we actually I got to the finish line and still Cheryl had no idea what was going on I literally just I took off my vest and my hands were so frozen I couldn't even open up the bag that the uh, ring was inside of so like this big burly guy, Mark Peterson, he's like one of the guys who works for Spartan Race. He's like, oh, let me see that. I'll get it open. Rips it open. The ring goes flying oh. in the air. <laughs> I'm like freaking out at this point because it's like a white gold diamond ring and the entire ground is white and frozen. Wow. Sure. So I'm like, it just lands right in front of me though. I grabbed it up oh, and that's good. why I proposed. So yeah. So can you describe like what the parameters were of this event? Because it's yeah. know, 24 hours like... <laughs> I still can't wrap my head around like wait so you were up for 24 hours yeah just running laps yep. on this obstacle course yeah this was um as I said before it was basically like a six mile loop yeah um 
tons of elevation. You basically went up this like really, I mean, it was, it was actually kind of ridiculous, honestly, looking back on it both times I've done it. Like you're climbing up this mountain. It's super icy. You have no um, for anybody that does like uh, mountain climbing and things like that. You usually have like things called micro spikes mm-hmm. or crampons. You have none of that. Like no, no tools, no harnesses, no ropes that you're climbing up with. Climbing up these crazy mountains, like hanging on by like little rocks, just wow. trying not to fall down. Um, sliding on your butt, like all the way down in the ice. And then um, in between that is a bunch of obstacles as well. Crawling under like wire and doing different, like jumping over walls and things and, like and, that. And you have to complete those obstacles, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. So um, there are mandatory stuff. Like there's like a bucket carry they have to do and a sandbag carry that was like all frozen. You have to like wedge it into your shoulder. Um, and it doesn't like with the bucket carry, like if you drop it, you got to start over. Uh, if if you dump out all the rocks, so like okay. they actually had lids on them. So like, but I mean, like it, the thing. I mean, on heavy, ice, yeah. right? Like, oh yeah, yeah. It's on ice, and it's just like it's super heavy. Like you're, you know, I I did uh eleven laps, so I did eleven bucket carries. I did twenty two sandbag carries because there were two of them in the lap. Um, and then you have to do burpees for every penalty. There are certain penalt- uh obstacles that if you failed it. You had to do 30 burpees, but you had to do them all at the end of the lap consecutively. So like there was, there was one lap that it was pouring rain. I wasn't able to, I just, you know, like my hand slipped off a couple of obstacles. I ended up doing like 120 burpees, like at the end of that lap. So <laughs> my stomach hurts just thinking yeah. about that. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> now, did you ever like sleep? No. Nah. No. Yeah, no, especially if, like, for the, I mean, there, so, I mean, there's number, like, there's open heat, which mm-hmm. are, like, the non-competitive, and they, you know, they'll go in and maybe take, like, little naps or warm up, but, like, if you're going competitive, these guys are, like, the best racers in the world. I mean, we, we had a guy who came in second place to me. This guy, like, wins, like, races that are, like, 200, 300 miles long in the winter. Jesus. He's from, like, the, uh, he's from Eastern Europe, crazy, like, fast guy. So, like, if you stop, they're going to pass by you. So like you're just going the entire time, and was there ever yeah. a point where you were you in, in front the whole time? Yeah, basically in, the, in that race, yeah, in 2017. Wow. Yeah, it was wow. it was nuts. <laughs> so have you ran like the Boston Marathon? No, nope, never ran a marathon in my life. Really? <laughs> yeah. Get out. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and I think I heard you say on your other interview that he had never done the obstacle. Yeah, so it's interesting yep. that you two were like yeah. one and two. You've never ran a marathon. He's never done obstacles, and yeah. you're like both neck and neck sort of. Yeah, he had, he had never just like me. Like he had done a bunch of like ultra marathons. Like I I basically went from like zero to sixty really quick when I first started doing this stuff. I mean, I went did like a Spartan sprint, which was like three miles at the time, yeah. to doing like the ultra beast, which is like thirty miles that same year. I almost. I like barely finished the thing because I hadn't ran like more than ten miles in my entire life, mm-hmm. other than when I was in the army. But and, and what and what had you, what had you get into like the ultra stuff? Yeah, it was um actually a race called the uh, Spartan Death Race actually, um which was yeah exactly. In case you what didn't hear the like. Spartan Death Race, <laughs> it's uh <laughs> if actually if anybody wants to hear more, you literally go to a website called youmaydie dot com. That was pretty much that. <laughs> Maybe you should put that sale song back on. <laughs> it seems to be the theme of the afternoon. So, um, I mean, this is basically, I mean, it's just, it's a race for masochists. It's, uh, that's the best way I can put it. It's, you basically, you have a rucksack where um, it's probably around like 45 pounds of 
just random gear. Mm-hmm. So like, and every year was different. Like one year they had us had we had to have tuxes in our bag. Well, another year we had to have a parachute. Like just random, random stuff that you may or may not use throughout the entire race. And it's not really even a race. Like there's no distance. Like it's not like get from point A to point B. There are sections of the race that have a distance, but there's no finish line. You just keep going until they tell you that it's over. And the whole finisher thing was basically to get this plastic skull that has a Sharpie that says death race finisher. And like this thing was like coveted. Like if you get one of these, like you're pretty much one of the most badass people like in endurance sports. Um, I'd probably say like use on average, it was like 10 to 15 people finished it out of like 300 people that started. Damn. So um, most people just quit. It's got to like, be a nice, resu- nice resume yeah. builder, right? <laughs> like employer, yeah, I'm 10 out of 15 that finished yeah. a death race. <laughs> I think I could handle the pressures of this job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, the first one that I did was in 2013, and that one was in the summer and went for 75 hours yeah. before I got the skull. Um, no sleep. You have heavy rucksack, all your food, all your water. I mean, at one point, we had to carry like a rock like this big for like eight hours, wow. and we couldn't put it down. Like if you put it down, people were watching, and they'd be like, no, you're out. What kind of what kind of training do you do for something like this? Uh, that was just a lot of time on feet. Just uh, I I ended up buying like a marine backpack and just like went on and like you know for anybody that's local around here like the fells I would just go on the skyline loop and just do like loops of it over and over again. Um, just yeah, a lot of running and a lot of rucking for that one, and wow. then for these races a lot of running. <laughs> yeah, have you always been? a high achiever you know you set your mind on something you get it done like i've definitely always been a high achiever but definitely not an athlete (laughs) like i was never an athlete when i was a kid um i definitely i I came up from a pretty rough uh upbringing Mm -hmm. like when i was a kid you know very you know didn't have a lot of money um didn't have a lot of things so i think anybody that really has come come up in that type of upbringing like they they, they basically grit yeah is you know a lot of people say a lot of psychologists say that you know like grit like that one thing that like defines people from like the people that just won't ever quit mm-hmm. that keep going so yeah i think i definitely have <laughs> that's cool i dig that yeah i you know just listening to you talk you know like holding that giant boulder for eight hours you know <laughs> So many people go, oh, I can't do that. I can't. There's no way I could ever do that. And I, I love that line where it's like, whether you think you can or you can't, yep. you're right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it, it just amazes me, like, how some people can just turn that switch. Like, yep. even me, I'm sitting here, and I mean, I, I think I've done some things that are pretty interesting. Nothing compared to what you've done. <laughs> but, like, the thought of having to hold a rock, like, just holding this coffee mug for a few <laughs> minutes... My arm would get pretty tired, right? Like holding a boulder for eight yeah. hours or you're out. Yeah. I, th- I think having that goal too. I mean, that's that's the thing, you know. I mean, it's almost like the carrot in front of like the horse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got you to gotta have something, you know. You can't just be like, oh, I'm going to carry this rock every day. And just because I just feel like it. Like the, there are some people that can do that. Like I, de- I think definitely if I also have a goal and I have something to stick to, then yeah. There's just, I'm also probably just very stubborn. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd say there's some of that in there. Yeah. <laughs> what, do we, what do we got on the background here, Rich? We always have something playing. Yeah, in the this background. is a, one of the Spartan races, right? This is a monkey bar course. 
Yeah, that uh, I'm not sure which course that is, but it looks fun though. <laughs> no, you said that these are all over the world too, right? Yeah, so um, I mean Spartan Race, they they started uh, he, they started in Vermont, and um, one of the first races actually was Amesbury, Massachusetts, in mm. 2011. Um, my first race, 2013, wasn't too far after that, but I mean, since then they're all over the world. They're in China, they're in the UK, they're in all pretty much all over the world and, for the most part. And you just recently did one in iceland right yeah so i did the i did the same uh the spartan ultra world championship again um in 2018 and didn't have a i came in fourth which i'm still like super proud of but um you know it's kind of rough when you win something and then <laughs> you don't win it again so but yeah, fourth is pretty good yeah i mean they they're there's just there's such phenomenal athletes oh. out there in this sport i mean it's kind of like you know like any other sport you know you can have the Patriots be the best team in the world, but they're not going to win every year. Like right? I, I, so. I, I did the tough mutter, but I didn't do it. I there was no part of me that was like, "I'm going to win this thing." Yeah, you know what I mean, shout out to my my cousin Mikey. He's he's done like the trifecta. Oh, that's awesome! And so when when I found out you were coming on the show, I was telling him, but I'm like, "So you why don't you think about doing a competitive?" He's like, "Hell no!" He's like, "I just go for the fun. I don't want to try to compete." Yeah, that, that, but you know what? That's the thing that I love about obstacle course racing is. It's almost, well, first of all, like when, when this stuff first started coming out, people like, you never, like to the people that started these things, Tough Mudder, Spartan Race, people like, you know, you're not going to make any money off of this. Nobody's going to want to do that. And then like all these people have come up the woodworks because I think we've, we want that warrior instinct. Mm -hmm. We want that feeling of basically getting our asses handed yeah. to us and accomplishing something. Because yeah. like we, we live in such, you know, such a, like a soft society mm -hmm. nowadays that, the participation you know, world yeah, yeah participation <laughs> world you know like everything you know you you don't have to go hunting for your food you know unless you're like a soldier which i have all the respect in the world for anybody that that's done that i was i'm a veteran myself oh, okay but i mean like you know like we don't have like great wars anymore you know like we don't have like those things that that basically defined our generations so that's I, th I think that's the huge draw why people love this stuff. Yeah, I agree one hundred percent. I think it's missing. We're missing that kind of that hunter gatherer type yep. of war type of uh, you know Instinct. achievement yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, and I I can easily see why people get addicted to this stuff. Oh, uh, it's so addictive. Men, women. <laughs> I mean, there was a race. Yep. I think it was called the Mojave Two Forty or something yep. like that. And yeah, a, and a girl won that one. Right? Oh yeah. Well, that, that's actually one of, I mean, shout out to all like the female athletes out there. I mean, I, the great thing about endurance racing is, you know, and this has actually been proven like with, uh, with research is you look at 5k times and like the guys, you know, they're here and the women's times are here. But then when you start like lengthening the distance, so you mm -hmm. start going to marathon and then you start going to ultra distance, 50, hundred mile, it really equals out. And even in some distances, it's actually the females are winning more than the men. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, I mean, they, they have huge, <laughs> like, uh, threshold for pain. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, it's, it's pretty cool, too, to see, like, the pinnacle of, like, the human body and, oh, and yeah. the physical, like, yep. trauma that you can put yourself through. And, and you know, a lot of people are just, like, you know, sitting on their couch eating potato chips, watching yeah. movies. It's like, well, you, there's something else out there. You yeah. Know? you can find this weird, like almost drug inside your head, yep. right? That you get addicted to that is good for you. It, it gives you 
confidence. It gives you energy. It actually makes you do your job better. Oh, I, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, um, because you have that kind of confidence from it. I tell yeah. people all the time, I'm like, if I don't work out in the morning, I'm cranky. Yep. I'm <laughs> kind of anxious, right? And if I go and I go run or I go lift weights, it's, yeah, I, I feel... I don't want to say I feel like shit, but you know, you feel worn down, you feel out yep. of it, and then you eat some food, you feel better, and you get to work, and there's just like this level of peace yep. to you. you know? Oh yeah, Pe- people used. To, I mean, I I actually um just completed physician assistant school. Oh, congratulations! Uh, That's thanks, awesome, man. man. Um, working right now in an ER up in New Hampshire, and you know, which probably is also like the whole masochist part of me. Wanting <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> to work in an ER, but. Um, I love it. But anyway, um, during school, you know, I was training for these races still. I was going to these races still, you know, and people like, how do you train for it? I was like, I woke up at like four o'clock in the morning and I did it. Like I was like, and honestly, I probably would have lost my mind the entire time. Like it was tough. I mean, those don't know, like PA school is basically medical school just crammed into two years. Oh, wow. It's it's half the time and you don't have any residency. So, so you just like, like torturing yourself. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, pretty much, huh? <laughs> I, I went In from, a healthy way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, and that's, I completely agree with you though. Like that, if it wasn't for like those four o'clock in the morning workouts, I would have been super irritable. I wouldn't be able to handle the stress, you know. I was listening to Rogan's podcast and they do like a sober October and this last yep. one, they basically did this physical challenge where they had these Fitbits and you got points. And so because Rogan's an animal, he basically would train for like five, six hours a day. So all his friends had to train <laughs> for five, six hours a That's day. That's awesome. <laughs> and they said the one, the biggest benefit of it was they they were always like calm and chill yeah. and they weren't you know their mind wasn't racing yep. because they're like if you put your body through that you're not thinking about the usual mundane bs that we exactly. think about that was a little quick plug right there by the way yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like you're just so at ease and like at peace with yourself yeah like, it's pretty interesting yeah so i mean a lot a lot of this stuff not even just the training but the racing themselves it's meditative to me you know, people are like, how do you run for 20 miles? How do you run for 30 miles, like in training and thing? How do you, how are you in the mountains for five hours at a time? It's meditative. Like you say, I mean, like we're inundated with all this stimuli 24 seven, just mm-hmm. everywhere. And it's so peaceful being out in the woods, being on the trails. Even if I have music and it almost like, I don't even hear the music after a while. I just have my thoughts. They go through just like with meditation and you just feel better afterwards. You feel more in tune with yourself. Yeah, I've been trying to take out the music for my workouts. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's a bit of a challenge. <laughs> but yeah, there's something in that, like just being present yep. to what you're doing. Exactly. You know, just focusing on that one thing for a little while and not have, you know, we, like you said, we're so used to having all this stimuli yep. that it's like if you don't have something distracting you, you can't focus, which mm-hmm. seems like a conundrum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I make it a point, like when I do, I go to the Fells Way um, yep. and I'll go hiking or running through there. I, I even jump in the water. Oh, I love it. You're not that. supposed yeah. to, but... Um, <laughs> But um, we got a room full of masochists in here, huh? <laughs> I do make it a point to um to not have headphones, like when I go into nature like that. Sometimes, like in a city, like it's like I need it. Yeah, I need to drown everything out. Yeah, when, you, when you're in nature and, and you kind of like see things, you see animals, like 
Yeah. I saw like an owl like that was like giant. It was just like and you hear it. You got to hear it. You got to hear the birds. You got to hear like the dirt that you're running on. Yeah. It just like you you got to like make that a practice. I think I did hear something that says like if you take a hike into the woods, it actually like is good for your mental being. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like uh, in Japan, they, I think they call it foresting. Yep. They go out and like just walk in the woods. And I think if you take your shoes off, there's even more connection right. and like mm-hmm. walking around and just like being one with nature. Yeah, there there have actually been some studies that actually show you actually grow um, neurons. Like actually, yeah. when you're outside, like in the woods, like mm-hmm. neuroscientists are finding like all kinds of like benefits from just being out there. Yeah. Well, it so. makes sense. I mean, we're 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 animals of this earth. Like, exactly. You know, yeah. Yep. <laughs> we need to be in it. Yeah. yeah. Yet we're getting closer and closer to this VR reality world, right? Yeah. It's not even gonna, nothing's going to be real anymore. <laughs> uh, I think our first show, his buddy came on and um, brought this like equipment and I oh, got man. to try the virtual reality for the first time. It was nuts. Yeah. I mean, you put the glasses on and you, I said, what do you call it? Jacked in? Yeah. You know, you put the head, <laughs> the headphones on and you could be in this room, but you're no longer in this room. That's crazy. <laughs> and we were talking about it. It's like, could you imagine being 10 years old and playing something like that? Why would you want to go outside? Yeah. Why would you want to do anything else anymore? That's, you know? I mean, my, my son, he, he loves playing video games a lot, you know, like, you know, and I, I, I see some of the games that he's playing and everything. And it's, it's also the way that he communicates with his friends and whatnot. So like you said, what is the point of going outside at, right. at that, at that point, basically? Yeah, do, now, do you monitor that for him? Yeah, yeah, yeah I definitely do, and um, obviously try and limit it as much as possible. But it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard with the kids with you know phones and everything else nowadays. Does he does he ever train with you? He, he's done. Um, we've tried to. Um, yeah, I, I'm actually no. I'm actually this. This is a huge shout out to my son. He actually started uh, cross country. Okay. Um, this past year, and he's going to be doing spring track. And uh, we've done uh, a couple of Spartan races together. So nice. And I'd say actually one of probably the proudest dad moments I've ever had was <clears throat> during um, the Spartan Super in Boston last year. Um, you know, most people know like the rig is pretty tough, especially for it's you're basically like going to like hang on balls and ropes and mm, all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff. And this is like a multi multi rig, bunch of people doing burpees in the pit, and you know, I flew through it really quick to like kind of give him guidance and he's making, he's like barely holding on at one arm at one point and everybody's cheering for him. People in the burpee pit are cheering for him. Other racers are cheering for him. Finally, he grabs the other one and rings the bell. Oh, that's awesome. And it was like this smile of like accomplishment that was on his face. And then literally like an hour after the race, I just saw him like kind of stand there in his thoughts and he's smiling still. I'm like, I know exactly what you're thinking of, buddy. <laughs> and that is the cool that was the coolest moment ever. That's that was great. probably one of the, that was probably honestly one of my best racing moments. That's really yeah. great. Good for you. Those are those things are important to to do for kids and kids it's important for them to get that kind of that download of that feeling of that accomplishment. Yep. It you know, it is like a it's a good drug. Your brain's producing it, but it's like you know, a lot of kids these days aren't getting that. Maybe they are getting it from video games. I don't know, yeah. you know, but when you get it in real life and it's physical achievement, I feel like that's something you can't uh, replicate in VR. 
Exactly. But maybe someday in VR we'll be able to do ultra marathons. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Like man, I'm exhausted from sitting here for like (laughs) hours running this. (laughs) My hands moving these joysticks. Woo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No. How do you feel after these races? Oh man, that's actually one of the best parts about doing like an ultra endurance race, or even like just any of the Spartan races is. You know, there, there's like kind of two thought processes. Um, and I think for any sport, like there are some that think, you know, like right after the race, I got to keep eating healthy, you know, stretch. I, I eat wherever the hell I want. <laughs> I'll, I'll eat an entire large pizza. I'll yeah. eat like a tub of ice cream. Like oh, I'll go to McDonald's. Like, what? You're not eating but greens you, and carrots? But you know, I mean, like I've worked my butt off to that point, And I find that as like an award structure now. And I completely understand there are some people that are like, no, you know, like you're in that rebuilding phase at that point. You should be eating. And I, I'll, you know, like I'll splurge for like that day and then I'll start eating right. well again. But yeah, man. But I mean, they're definitely pain, though. I mean, I've I've had, you know, huge blisters all over my feet. Like, I mean, the first time I did that death race, my my trap was up to about here, just from wearing like the rucksack. Wow. Um, you know, just lots of pain. Was it uneven? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it was just uneven on the rucksack the whole time, no matter what I did with the straps. And but man, it's it's crazy because like I think back on it, I'm like every single time they're in the pain, they're like, "This is so stupid. Why did I just do that? I'm never doing this again." And then. The next day you're signing up for the next one. So <laughs> what do you eat during a race like that? Um, well, I actually I I got that was probably one of the greatest things I started learning was like what worked for me mm-hmm. for um endurance events. And um one of the biggest things I use this product called Tailwind, which is literally it's kind of like a Gatorade mix. It's just a better mix of salts and sugar and uh, sugars and electrolytes. And I'll just basically like drink that the entire time, which you know, it gives me a good amount of calories. And then in between like laps or at um, the pits, I'll just eat everything from like pickles, potato chips, peanut butter and jelly, huh. um, just like simple, easy to digest stuff. But I mean, I tell people all the time though, like that, that's what works for me because I've, I've, I've tried different things. I know there are certain things that definitely don't agree with my stomach. You know, I have certain friends that are like, I try tailwind and I'm throwing up like 10 minutes later. So you definitely got to find out what works for you. And I'm that's so glad you training, pointed yeah. that out. You know, I, I just lost a bunch of weight and people always asking me like, oh, what'd you do? What works for you? I'm like, it yep. was trial and error. Exactly. You have to yep. find what works for your body. There's no such thing as this one cookie cutter way exactly. of training or eating. Like everyone's a little different. Yeah. Yeah. I dig that. Uh, what was I going to, there was a, oh, did you take any like, um, like pre-workouts, anything like that. I mean, like, how do you stay up for 24 hours just <laughs> running laps? Caffeine. <laughs> yeah, coffee. I mean, caffeine definitely helps. I actually, um, I have a sponsor, uh, Frog Fuel, which they make um, protein, but they also make um, like caffeine protein okay. gels. So um, there's a bunch of different other ones. Like there's all kinds of caffeinated gels out there. <clears throat> and honestly, my, actually, my biggest go-to is chocolate-covered espresso beans. Huh. Oh, it's awesome. Get them in like market basket or something like that. Yeah. And uh, I'll just like shovel a bunch of those in my mouth, like when I'm starting getting sleepy. And it's like instant sugar and then like some pretty potent uh, caffeine in that. So, right, because you get the espresso. Exactly. Beer. Yeah. I have to give that a shot. Yeah. 
if you ever yeah. want to stay up for uh, <laughs> two or three days straight. <laughs> Good to know. I, I don't know if I could do that even with coffee. I think I would still fall asleep. Yeah. Oh, I've I've fallen asleep during endurance events. Is any, I, I absolutely have. Has anything crazy ever happened other than like falling asleep, or have you gotten like stomach issues? Have you? Oh yeah, oh. yeah. I've had some bad. I've had some bad times. Um, the first time I did that Spartan Death Race, I was actually um, I was falling asleep like the second night that I was up, and we we're going up this like really steep hill. And for some reason, like I turned around because I was feeling sleepy. So now I'm like facing like down the hill. I'm like this. Yeah. <laughs> Almost fell asleep. And uh, I was like, oh, I should probably be facing the other way if I fall asleep. Right. So at least you fall forward, not <laughs> yeah, down exactly. the hill. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then like there was another because you basically you're not allowed to sleep at all. Like if they catch you sleeping during this race, you're done. So. I, at one point, like I just laid down. I was like, I'm just going to lay down for a second. You know, like there was nobody around me. And I was like, I'm just going to lay down. And I closed my eyes for just one second, like opened them right back up. And everything was just like, I started hearing all kinds of noises, started hallucinating after that. I was like seeing like houses in the middle of the trails that weren't there. I was seeing like people in the bushes. It was, it was nuts. Damn. <laughs> I get actually another time uh, I was on a team death race. So like you have three other people with you and I'm, we're walking and I'm like just staring at the rocks. Cause like they're just glistening in the moonlight. I'm like just completely sleep deprived. And I hear my friend behind me, he's, he's laughing and I'm like, dude, what's so funny? He's like, I just saw a pterodactyl. This guy's from my Texas. He's like, I just saw a pterodactyl swing right by your head and just almost chop it off. <laughs> like, now of course, I'm looking all around me. I'm like, what the hell what is this they, pterodactyl? What are they putting in that tailwind? Huh? I got to get some of that. <laughs> it's nuts. Um, I mean, I, I've like I said, like I have my buddy. Uh, um, you, people can pace you on some of these ultra marathons, and he was pacing me, and I just. He was like, kept telling me, he's like, Josh, stay awake. Josh, stay awake. I ended up just like falling like right in some bushes. I was like, just crashed. I ended up like not even finishing that ultra marathon. Oh, so, yeah. Do people ever get hurt? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's some good injuries. but um. And what, what happens when someone gets hurt? Uh, they have like crews that come in and help or do the racers help? It's usually racers help yeah. until like somebody can get to them. I yeah. mean, a lot of these races are like in crazy remote. I, I give like major props to like all the people that run these races, like the staff. Um, a lot of them are just run by volunteers too. Like so, like a lot of them. Is that staff riding on the four wheeler behind? <laughs> yeah. Well, the, yeah, those are the top racers too. So they usually have like some like ATV out with a camera, like following you around, like okay. which is kind of crazy. But yeah, that's actually uh, I hate yeah. that one too. Yeah, this is honestly the best thing you can What's do. What's that is, obstacle called? Uh, Olympus. Olympus. Is, I mean, unless it's like super slippery, which the, the first year I did Iceland was in a sheet of ice, so you couldn't do this, but we, you really just got to plant both of your feet on there and get up as high as possible. Uh, and I actually don't even use the chains or anything. I just use the holes. You just go across like that. And okay. it's actually not too bad after you get that. So it's like it's, it's like a rock climbing wall that you scale sideways. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, hmm. So you're saying like you put your feet out like using tension to keep exactly it on the wall? yeah yeah okay. yep hmm. yeah but like I said I mean if it's super muddy or super icy or something like that it's a little bit harder to do yeah that I think that. that Olympus and that damn spear throw the two yeah. that get me the most yeah the spear spear throw I mean there's there's like so many different ways of doing it you just got to practice it 
That's why I tell you, you got to just get like a Bay of Hail or, you know, like a archery target and just, I mean, I made one. It mm -hmm. wasn't that hard to make those spears. I mean, you've seen them at the races. Yeah, yeah. Like they're like, it's <laughs> so cheap as <laughs> it's like boat, for, like I mean, boat hooks or something. Yeah. For those, I mean, it's literally just like a broomstick with like a, um, yeah, I tell you the damn rope is the most annoying part. Yeah. 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 You definitely got to keep the rope on the other side of the wall, pull it all the way over and then get it onto there. But, nice. All right, cousin Mike, here I come. Now I got some tips. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> are, there, are there judges at every obstacle? For the for the elites, yeah. Yeah. So they'll have um so like he just failed an obstacle, and that's actually uh, John Alvin. He's probably one of the best guys in the world, like an insane athlete. I got to run with him and this other guy, Ryan Atkins, who is also like just an insane athlete. And um yeah, they're, they're basically, they'll be there and like they'll watch, like they have video cameras while you're doing your burpees. Like you have to do like the actual like burpee, like get your chest down, Push hands up. all the way back up. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you mean you can't do my version where you're like, yeah, <laughs> up, downs basically? 10, <laughs> yeah. 11, yeah. 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 <laughs> now they're actually, I mean, they'll, they'll, so they'll actually, they give you penalties actually um, for every burpee that you don't do. And if you don't do under a certain amount, you're automatically disqualified. Well, so they they've actually gone pretty strict about that, which damn. they should be. Yeah, I mean that's that's how it should be anyway. So do you know how many races you've done? Oh, I have no idea. There's so <laughs> many. I, I honestly I've you've been to a hundreds. lot of different places. Yeah, that's that's honest. That's the best part that I love about this sport. I mean, I've I've been to I've been all over the country, all the way to California, different other states, and then I've been to Iceland. Um, I definitely want to travel to some more places. The the next uh, championship this year is in Sweden. Nice. So that's cool. But yeah, I'm that, and that's and I just became part of the pro team for them. So nice. I was just gonna ask. Yeah. You mentioned you had spot. Like, at what point? When did you reach that sponsorship level? Yeah, it's honestly, it's it's still in the works. <laughs> I mean, I. I like I said before. I mean, I I was never an athlete. Yeah. Like I I honestly surprised myself. Like I. First, 2011, when I did a race with Spartan Race, I came in like 45th place. Um, never an athlete as a kid. I was a good runner when I was in the Army, but, you know, most of my 20s was spent, like, you know, drinking and smoking, so. Yeah, like the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, basically, <laughs> and, uh, and then I did a couple of years of racing, but I still wasn't getting it. And I even told, like, I had people, I would tell, like, some of my friends, would be like, I'm going to be an elite race. I'm going to win someday. And they would just laugh at me, like, no, you're not. Um, and then I started like just getting really smart about both running and both like my training and everything. And then, yeah, I mean, I, I the biggest thing was actually getting injured at the Ultra Beast in 2013. It gave me a long time to be methodical about everything that I was doing with my training. I, I read every book I could about running and I really got smart about it. And then, yeah, and then okay. that's when I actually started winning races and getting sponsorship. Wow. How often do you run? Like uh, when you're preparing for a race yeah it, it depends on what distance it is so like the ultra endurance stuff i'm running like 50 60 miles a week um right now i'm actually not running a lot because i'm actually trying to build up on my speed for the shorter stuff right now okay um th these races the thing i love about obstacle course racing is you can't be just good at one thing yeah um and you also have to be really good at cross training so like i do a lot of like just lately like i've been picking up a lot of like cycling do like the stairmaster a bunch, like to build up the quads for the climbing, um, hiking in the mountains, 
um, swimming I just started adding and then a lot of like high intensity interval like all my lifting like I don't do any like heavy lifting right. for you know like everything I do is basically high intensity interval stuff and, and a lot of rock climbing do you, tra- <laughs> do you train every day yeah yeah pretty much I mean I'll take a day off every once in a while if I'm feeling sluggish but pretty much yeah every day yeah you kind of have to I feel like uh, um <clears throat> Just want to be responsible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I appreciate it. Thanks, man. Yeah. Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah, just a little time check here. I think we're, what are we at, 45 minutes? Six, yeah. At 6.10 right now, I know he's got to go pick up his kid. Yeah, whatever you guys want. I'm, like I said, I'm in, I'll be in traffic anyway, so. (laughs) (laughs) So, like. Last night we went out. We did some karaoke. I didn't do it, but but Josh and his buddy Billy did it. Um, Are you gonna give us a sample? I have I have, oh, okay. I have some video. We we're gonna play. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on which song I was singing. Though I mean, I, I had some pretty good hits last AKA night. AKA paparazzi right yeah. here. Let me tell you, the camera's always running. Always. I gotta watch out for it. No, no. I mean, I, I had a good like, you know, I had a good fan base at the stage. Uh, like, I want to go. Was... I definitely want to do this whole roulette karaoke thing. I'm we, in. That, I'm well, in. I mean, that was one of our ideas last night. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta try, you know, pan pending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's one thing to do the song that you're familiar with, right? Like, I'll get up and do Gloria Gaynor yeah. all day. Yeah. But... That's awesome. <laughs> Ask um, me to do something random. Like, that's Ooh. yeah, that's the best part. I mean, you can't, you can't say, well, I don't know the words to the song. You know, the lyrics are right there on the TV, so you, you know, just gotta figure it out. But it's not that simple. Because yeah. <laughs> while the lyrics are there, the timing's not, and yeah, that stupid, you know, highlight thing isn't really helping you out. Yeah, so if you don't know the song, you're pretty much shit out of luck at one point i was standing there at the stage and i couldn't even hear the music so the people who are actually singing yeah can't, it's not even easy to hear the music nah, nah, so you don't not, know where yeah. you are you're just going based on the words on the yep. screen yeah that's a good point <laughs> it's Ho- just no hopefully song. the roulette wheel lands on tequila yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we'll, we'll have we'll have a like a wild card one where you can pick whatever you want then they can right. pick a glory gainer all right nice. <laughs> I mean, i'm not saying i gotta give a performance that's, you know? oh, that's an amazing choice i just i couldn't do it though <laughs> my grandmother every sunday without fail if she had a couple yeah at first, I was afraid. I was petrified. And, you know, as a kid, I just, you know, it was just a song. As I'm older now, I'm like, oh, grandma was reminiscing. Got it. That's awesome. Got it. There's oh, nothing wrong with Actually, that's one of the best singers of all time. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's a great song. It gets the party going. You also got to pick a song people get into. Mm-hmm. Nothing yeah. worse than someone singing a karaoke song. You're like, what? Yep. Or just something like too like um like som som somnolent or uh, yeah you know just some just like very like I don't know just sad or oh, yeah. you know what I mean yeah, like like, yeah. like hurt by Nine Inch Nails yeah <laughs> no. just shout out to Biff <laughs> oh, that what oh, he no, did? no well he no, didn't he do her did tool song yeah uh, oh wow um, it wasn't uh, I mean he sang it awesome it was yeah. just it wasn't the crowd for it yeah. yeah but you you came out with the Green Day song which. <laughs> Like, that, yeah. I forget what it's called, but it always, it hit, everybody case, yeah. knows yeah. that yeah. one. Wait, I mean, if you got the bar singing with you, you know, you won no matter how bad oh, you yeah. are. Oh, that, yeah. That's the best part about karaoke, though, is like you can, people cheer for you if you're amazing mm-hmm. and cheer for you if you're 
Yeah. Absolute suck. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. As long as you like, as long as it's a popular song, nobody cares. <laughs> it's definitely a, a confidence morale booster. Yeah. Someday I'll yeah. do it. Someday, yeah. Oh, don't you worry He's about to. I think one or two more beers. Yeah, yeah. Probably. Well, I'm you know. starting to think of songs. Of, like, what do I know yeah. all the words to? I don't want to have to read. I can't read. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> read. Oh, no. To anyone who's dyslexic, that was not a dig. Yeah, right? that was. It's not. That's just Rich's own <laughs> personal battle. <laughs> Well, overcoming overcoming obstacles and battles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my bullshit. You know? That's your bullshit. <laughs> I love it. Oh, look at what what's, what do you got here? Uh, this is over in uh, Greece. So this is actually the uh, trifecta world championships. So okay. basically, I mean, they got a championship for everything now, but uh, <clears throat> they have a they have the regular championship in California. Oh, that was messed up. Oh, and then she got kicked again. Oh. Um. And then there's the um, there's this one, which is basically it's a sprint, a super, and a beast all in one weekend. And whoever has the most cumulative, like or lowest time, I should say, cumulatively, that's the winner. Um, the reason why they were showcasing this so much was that guy John Alvin was actually up for a million bucks um, if he won all the championships, and all he had to do was win Iceland, but he ended up dropping out at forty miles. Oh so, no! Yeah, he would have won a million bucks if he won that one. Ryan Atkins ended up winning, so wow, <clears throat> that was tough. I mean, they made they made the they made the course hard for him. I mean, the carries were like super tough. They made everything heavy, like the, it was the heaviest bucket carry I've ever done. I had to do ten of them. Huh. It was awful. Body <laughs> body type wise, what would you say is like ideal? Like you never really yeah. see anybody two hundred pounds out there. Yeah, it's you, you got to. I mean. I, I say this all the time, you know, like you can be like the toughest guy and you can be able to crush the obstacles, but the obstacles are like 10% of most of the race. The majority of the race is running. It's running. So if, you, if you're going to place, if you're going to actually like win any of these races, you have to be like a good runner. And most, you know, I mean, most runners are like my body type. They're lean. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, there's some exceptions. There's some of these guys that are like freaking jacked and they can run. And some I'm like, like ex-military yeah, guys. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say is like the average mile pace to be competitive? It all depends on the course. I mean, yeah. if there's there's some, if it's a flat course, you got to be running in the fives wow. at least. Wow. Yeah. If I'd say on a, if it's a flat, like you know, not too technical course. But I mean, the thing about Spartan race is they make like really. I mean, you're you're running in a river, you're running up a mountain. So I mean, pace is important, but it's not the most important thing. It's really being able to kind of get almost on all cylinders but not quite for the longest period of time mm -hmm. that's really like you, you can be i mean I, i've even said this before like i'll beat people like on a spartan obstacle course that can crush me in a 5k race absolutely crush me but it's being able to keep that that kind of rhythm the entire time that's the that's the person that wins this type of race i'd say a couple years back uh i was personal training i was probably one of my better shapes running wise because I was yeah. doing a lot of running and uh, I did a sprint and my friends I had just ran and I was just going to support some friends and they're like come do it with us yeah I'm like oh, I don't know and then finally I, they twisted my arm and I went and I went to like the wrong parking lot like I basically got lost for like <laughs> half an hour <laughs> that sucks. and still ended up going and doing a race and it was like one of the first times in my life just kind of running like you said like on yeah. all cylinders doing yep. obstacles and then eventually i caught up to them yeah 
And they were like, oh, shit, we thought you left. <laughs> and I, I just remember feeling like, wow, that was pretty cool. Yeah. You know, so I can only imagine where you're at with like a serotonin dump and oh, just like crazy. accomplishment doing yeah. something like this. You it's, know? I mean, and that, like you mentioned, I mean, like the cool thing about these races too is like you're breaking up the monotony of running. Like, you, and not only that, but like being able to basically have all the blood in your legs all of a sudden have all the blood rush into your arms to be able to accomplish everything. It's tough. Like having like basically that kind of. <laughs> have you ever had a moment where your body just was like, we're done right here. We're shutting down. Yeah. It's, it's happened, but I mean that the mind is just so just much stronger. You, yeah. Yeah. Like how, how much percentage mentally versus physically? Is <sighs> it's, it? it's so much. I mean, depending, I mean, obviously I mean, you have to be physical, obviously, yeah. but. I think the longer distance stuff, it's more mental than physical. Obviously, you know, like if it's like a sprint or like these faster races, it's probably more physical. I mean, it's definitely mental. Just, you know, don't slow down, don't slow down, but you have to be physical. Um, you know, that's why I kind of actually like about the endurance stuff is you don't feel like you're dying the entire time. Like, I mean, like a sprint race, you feel like you're dying pretty much. Like your, your heart's just like, dude, this is way too fast, man. <laughs> Sometimes um, if I'm in like a workout or I'm standing too long or running too long, it's like I just want to hit the ground and like do like sit ups or something. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. It, oh, it you, makes your back feel better. Yeah. Like it kind of switches yeah. it up a little bit. But yeah, you're looking for an obstacle at some point in these races. You're like, oh, even these carries, like, you know, and this, you know, I don't know what race this is, but it looks like this guy's working, but that's actually kind of a break right there. Yeah, he's carrying like. You can't run as long. Looks, looks like he's carrying fast. like a 30 pound log up a hill. Yeah. That seems like a nightmare <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that that part of it is mental it's just like i'm not gonna stop I'm not gonna stop but at the same time like, yeah, like when you got people behind like, you he looks about 180 yeah that's about i'm like i usually run about like 170 170 no, yeah. yeah that's but i mean my like really fast running weight is probably around like 160 165 where i'm really like cut down and running but gained a little bit of winter weight <laughs> at mcdonald's and pizza huh yeah. <laughs> oh you are human okay oh, yeah. Dude, I, I'm, I'm a big advocate of do what makes you happy yeah. and you shouldn't punish yourself but like one of, one of my biggest pet peeves with any type of fitness program or anything is the feeling that it should be punishment like uh, i'll use an example like thanksgiving when people put up you know like memes that say if you eat you know, gravy, you'll have to do 200 sit-ups. Like, oh, yeah. Working out shouldn't be a punishment. It should be a friggin' celebration of everything right. that you that you can do. It should be a celebration of the body that you have. I tell people all the time, like, I work out so that I can eat the gravy. Exactly. Yeah, it, it, it should also be stuff. worked in. <laughs> it should be an award. Yeah. Exactly. And it, should, it should be worked into your life regardless. Yep. Like, yeah. into the background, always there. Yep. Because we're all, most of us are sitting at desks and, and not really yeah. moving. So, yep. It's like you have to take that time. You got to reward your body for it. Yeah. You know? yeah. So like if you're sitting at a desk for 10 hours a day, no, we're not suggesting you eat a whole chocolate cake. <laughs> I deserve this. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I earned this. <laughs> One slice is okay. Yeah. Hey, I heard you burn a lot of calories like mentally. Like if you're thinking about things like math problems and whatnot, like you yeah. burn a lot of calories that way. Is that I don't know if that's true. That could be bro science. <laughs> bro science. I but, love it. Can I get a can I get a fake news check on that one? Yeah. <laughs> that's what, when I'm sitting at my desk eating chocolate cake, I that's just what I tell yeah. myself. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> 
He's got an uncanny knack for really making something sound believable. Oh, you know, like you're like, oh wow, yeah. really? He's like, yeah. no, no, I just, I just made that up. <laughs> I did hear it somewhere. Yeah, it's, yeah, I'm sure just, in your head. Perfect for a podcast. <laughs> yeah. People listen, I'm like, huh? Oh, so I can't eat a chocolate cake. I really cake. thought about it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Seems legit. Yeah. So I just have to think I'm working out. Right, because my mind, my body doesn't know the difference. Right, that's VR. Right, like, exactly. You don't know. Mind over matter. <laughs> if you don't mind, it don't matter. And by the way, I love video games and VR. So, Kevin, if you're listening, I'm you know just bullshitting right now. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Same. I got a good workout on the VR. Yeah. yeah. Like. Uh, Oh, his shoulder. Using yeah, the swords definitely. and the, yeah. the <laughs> I mean, bow, just like constantly I, using your arms. like That's like the Wii thing. I'm probably sounding yeah. like an old man right now, but yeah. like, you know, like the Wii thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My kids are going to be like, yeah, you're lame. <laughs> that, We've that, moved on, dad. <laughs> that's that's the funny thing about being a father, like not to change the subject, but mm-hmm. like, you know, I can do like the, these most amazing things in the world and I'm still lame. I'm still lame, dad. Right. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you're a world champion, like sparring me. So like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but honestly, actually, I think that's one of the best things about being a father. It keeps you humble. <laughs> I think, I think, I don't know if it's a meme or if it was a video or something, but guys like telling this kid, like, why are you watching another kid play Fortnite or watching yeah. a video game? And the kid's like, why do you watch other grown men play football on yeah, Sunday? Like, and it's like, uh, um, good point. Okay. <laughs> Want to go outside? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, what do you say to yeah, that? Are you cheering? For, I'm cheering for my team. Is yeah. it? Is it really your team? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can at least talk to this guy, right? Like, I actually have a connection here. <laughs> you maybe have a fake autograph yeah. on a t-shirt. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, how are we doing? Yeah, right. We're, we're we're coming around an hour, so I I, I think you know this was a great conversation oh, and, and amazing, yeah. And yeah. um, you know, it was good seeing you. I haven't seen you in a long time, uh. So you know, catching up was nice, and and going out last night was fun. So I yeah. appreciate you coming here. And that, doing that was it. that was a good uh preemptive. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm jealous. Oh, yeah, we got we got it. We did all go out next time. For sure. Do you use yeah. CBD products? No, nah, no, nah, I've actually been wanting to try them out though. If someone What's like you, if you have sore muscles and things like that, it really helps. Hell yeah. So that's Elevate, um, a CBD company that uh, pretty much sponsors the podcast. So That's bad. Yeah, no, I'll t- you know, it's funny. I've literally actually been looking into this. Yeah. Nice. Actually, yeah. I that's awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, it, definitely. There's a tincture in there too, so you just drop that under your tongue. You take one or two. Um, it's totally legal and not... They don't test for yeah. it, you know, so. Part of the wad. Uh... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. Yeah, I'll definitely try this out. Thank you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Josh Fiore, Spartan Ultra Champion 2017. We really appreciate you coming onto the show and just, you know, giving us some insight into how you perform on a high level. You know, our, our show model is... We got to work through our bullshit to get to our best self. And I, <laughs> I think it. you clearly exemplify that. So, you know, thanks for being on. Thank you. Thank you.